Welcome back to the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Getting ready for a busy week of, uh, of NFL football. Good, A lot of good games on deck. One we hope is a good game, but could get out of hand potentially is the Ravens and the Patriots Sunday night football. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, joining us as always on Friday. Eric, how are you? Doing good, man. Uh, you know, it's been this is the first week we had action all week, so we've we've had football every day since I think last since election day. Uh, so so you can't complain much. Everybody loves the Mac. I can't. I'm not gonna lie to you. Football on a Tuesday, I just don't do it. I've never been into Mac football like everybody else is. Man, I think uh, I think betting and I think sports betting and and to a lesser degree now fantasy football are probably the main reasons. But you're right, the quality of play isn't the greatest. But if you watched uh, the Western Michigan Toledo game, had quite a had a hell of a finish. Uh, and you know that those are the games you sort of like wait for, I guess. Patriots taking on the Ravens. I'm shocked that this game still stayed in prime time. By the way, especially because the Patriots were two and five when the NFL would have had to make the decision. A lot of the focus on this game really is about Lamar Jackson. Um, he's 27th in the league in completion percentage. Their offense is dipped from where it was last year when he was the MVP. What do you see in Lamar Jackson? What What's the cause for the change in productivity? Well, I, you know, I think that the, the biggest problem that they had is that they didn't see, you know, they saw their offense last year as a, you know, profoundly, uh, you know, singular thing. And, and as such, when it came down to making tough decisions, uh, they didn't make them. I mean, you know, you look at their offense, they have one wide receiver that I think um, that, that can make plays on the outside. And um, and he's kind of like also just one of those inconsistent, like Hollywood Brown's just an inconsistent player. He can make a lot of big plays, but he also will disappear from the offense. And, you know, they'll give they a lot of layups to Mark Andrews um, and, you know, Nick Boyle and stuff like that. Like they can, you know, scheme plays to the tight end, but they really don't have you know, their last Super Bowl run, they had Anquan Bolden. They really don't have an, a receiver who, you know, on third down and eight uh, can just beat man coverage and make contested catches and make yards after the catch and do all those things. And, you know, when it came time to draft this year, what did they do? They went linebacker, running back their first two picks, thinking again that they're different. And, you know, as much as Lamar Jackson is different and as good as he is at a lot of things, you don't build your team from the inside out. You build them from the outside in, and uh, you know they're just really weak on the outside. See, I, I disagree with that. We talked a lot about that yesterday on the show, and a lot of national pundits were making the same excuse for Lamar Jackson that you are. What I thought was the mobile quarterback, the guy who could buy time, his ability to buy time could open up things for, quote, lesser receivers. I've seen Russell Wilson do it. I've seen Aaron Rodgers do it. I've seen Kyler Murray do it. I saw Daniel Jones do it last year. The ability to buy time allows lesser receivers to work open. Lamar Jackson is the most mobile quarterback of all time. Why is he getting that excuse? Well, because the circumstances, I mean, we, you know, last season we had Russell Wilson as the MVP. We had him worth almost a win and a half more than Lamar Jackson. And one of the reasons was that last season, Lamar Jackson's offensive line was the league's most valuable unit. Um, and they were something like, I can't remember how many, how many more wins they were worth than the average offensive line. So you take away Marshall Yonda from that equation. He's a Hall of Famer. You take away, uh, you know, you take you know, some injuries to Ronnie Stanley. Now, I know he's only been hurt for a couple weeks, um, but still, like, you you weaken some of the things around him. And, yeah, he can buy more time than others. But, like, quarterbacks aren't consistently good on the run. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is sort of a possibly a singular figure there. But most quarterbacks, 
you know, you find out the most about them when they hit their back foot and throw from a clean pocket. And, you know, you need receivers that can win in 2.5 seconds or less. And, you know, all the other te- you play, you know, uh, teams you cite. So Kansas City has Travis Kelsey who can win almost any matchup he's in. Tyree Kill can we win almost any matchup he's in. Sammy Watkins even, even can win every matchup he's in. You look at Seattle – and that offense was somewhat middling until they started to throw more, but also be when they got, you know, they started experiencing the fullness of what Tyler Lockett could do, as well as DK Metcalf, like Minnesota even. Like, I got in this argument on Twitter, like, is it about Dalvin Cook or is it about Justin Jefferson? I looked at the, you know, the Vikings, the box counts they were facing, and they were facing basically one fewer man in the box the last two weeks. Well, that's Jefferson, right? Making teams play too high. And the the Ravens mistake was thinking that Lamar was different, right? And they had, they had built this new thing when in reality, what they had built is something that defenses weren't ready for. And much like the Pats in 2008 that weren't ready for, you know, the, the wildcat, these teams wise up really quickly. Right. And so if you can't win football games, the way that you can't win football games in the tried and true way, which is throwing the ball from a clean pocket to open receivers, like, eventually you're, all the other ancillary stuff's going to get found out, and that's what we've seen, I think, in Baltimore. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, with us here on the Brady Farkas Show, WDEV, AM and FM, WDEVradio.com. Look, Vegas has the Ravens a big favorite. National perception has the Ravens a big favorite. I think the only way the Patriots can win this game, outside of the obvious just forced turnovers, is they have to get a lead. And that's something they don't do. They don't get leads, but they have to get a lead and then be able to run the football, which is what they do best. Is that the only recipe you see for them? Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, here's the thing though. I mean, this game, the total is 43 and a half. It's pretty low scoring. It's it's projected to be pretty low scoring. I think, you know, you've seen the last two weeks that the Patriots can come back from a marginal deficit, right? They were down, I believe, was it, they were down against the Jets, 14, six against the bills came back and tied that one. They were down 10 against the Jets. Now the Jets are a terrible team, but their defense is more representable than their offense. Right. And so when I look other than how much it looks like it hurts Cam Newton to throw the ball 15 yards more and more down the field, it has been encouraging the last two weeks with Jacoby Myers' emergence as well as Demir Bird, you know, sort of being that kind of solid player. And, uh, you know, as we talked about off air, the running backs being at least a little bit representable here. Like, I think the New England Patriots can score more with these teams than people believe to me it's just that their defense like they have to start covering somebody and you know you know I'm I'm okay with them as long as they get Gilmore back this week but the linebackers the safeties like Patrick Chung was low-key uh, a really big loss for them this year and they've struggled with tight ends they've struggled you know down the field you know, JC Jackson went from being a really good corner when Bill limited the amount of field he had to cover to now being a little bit exposed when he's kind of playing a straight up corner position. So I don't know. I, I have a hard time thinking that the Ravens can extend on the Patriots. This is why if you gave me seven points on the point spread, I'll take new England at home. Um, but I, I agree with you. You're going to have a hard time winning if they don't get many breaks. How, what do you think the future of Jacoby Myers is? I like him a lot. He shouldn't have to be the number one receiver on a team, but right now he is. But could he be? I, I, I personally am of the belief that Julian Edelman is a greater than 50% chance to retire at the end of the year. Can Myers be that guy who takes over for Edelman as a reliable slot receiver for a, for a number of years down the line? 
I think so. I mean, the the whole it all stems around the quarterback play, though, right? I mean, they, they they're going to need to figure that out moving forward. For you know, because you know, receiver is so much tied to the quarterback position. You can have a brilliant player at the position and never realize his potential because you know quarterback play is so inconsistent. Um, so you know, they got to figure that out. But yeah, I mean, he's fine. He he's he's not only like catching the football every time it's thrown his way. He's getting open, and I think you know, getting open is obviously the most you know the best trait to have as a receiver. And he's been there. I think Bird has been fine too. Um, you know, they need somebody at tight end, and I know they d- invested a lot of capital there this year in the draft. They need a tight end that can get down the seam. And I know there were some reports, you know, Belichick getting a little testy this week about their draft, you know, their 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 hits or misses in yeah. the draft over the past few years. They need to actually hit on a, a young receiver at one of these, you know, time periods because, you know, in the NFL, it's not enough to have one. It's not enough to have two anymore. You have to have three receivers uh, that can do different things for you to be a successful offense. And it's one of the reasons they've struggled so mightily before, you know, Myers, uh, you know, sort of emerged the last two weeks. I want to get you out of here on this. There was a lot of talk earlier in the week and more conjecture about people saying that Bill Belichick should want out at the end of the year and he should go coach another team. Um, I think he'll stay in New England. I think he wants to coach. I think he'll do it in New England. But besides the point, if the Patriots got offered a package for Bill Belichick to trade him, I said I would consider it. Now, if Jamal Adams can net two first-round picks and Jalen Ramsey can net two first-round picks, how much does Bill? How much is Bill Belichick worth on the trade market? Because if it's what I think it is, I would listen to that phone call. Would you? Yeah, age is such a huge factor, though. It doesn't seem like he's not healthy, right? Like, so, I mean, when you're talking about the Andy Reeds and the Belichicks of the world, maybe even the the Shanahan's, maybe McVay. I mean, the age is a big part of it, right? Like, yeah. I don't think I'd give up multiple first round picks for Belichick, even though if he was ten years younger, I think he'd totally be worth it. I mean, the the hard the hard part is, you know, the culture that they built in New England. I think a huge deal, you know, with their scouting, with their, you know, uh, you know, processes and everything. I mean, he'd have to port that entire thing over to a new franchise. And I just don't know if he has, like, I don't believe that he wants to leave because it would take such a revving up period to get going at a new place that it might turn out like another Cleveland situation for him where he finally, after three or four years, gets the thing in the right direction and they move or something or something weird happens. And they've already had the season this year where he's endured a lot of perturbations this year. Like he, he was going to start Stidham and then he was going to start Cam and then, you know, and they've had injuries and the opt-outs and like, I don't know if you're Bill, why you would go through 2020 with New England. If you weren't also going to go through 2021 with New England and let's say Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or, or some sort of, you know, new uh, path where you already have sort of a made organization and now you're, you're building up act two. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus, with us every single Friday at this time. Get us ready for the Patriots game ahead. Patriots Baltimore, 8-15 on Sunday. We have the coverage at 5-30. Eric, we appreciate it, man. Thank you. We'll do it again next week. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Have a good weekend. Stay safe.